Welcome to Shardcast, the Brandon Sanderson podcast. We're a bunch of mega fans giving you the news discussion and, of course, a whole lot of opinions about Brandon's work and the Cosmere. I'm Eric, and joining me, as always, is Ian. For the second time, I'm Weary Rider. Yes. <laughs> yes, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that in a sec. Also joining me is Grace. Click here for keto diet, no harmful side effects. Wait a second, I'm not a spam bot, I'm Gator Girl. Yeah, no. Why? Why would you do this? Why would you do banned. this to me? You're you're banned. You're, you're flagged as a spammer. You're you're done. <laughs> you're out. You're never coming back. Just kidding. Also joining me is Evgeny. Hey, I'm back from a month in Europe. Yay! How's that? It was it was great. It was great. Um, I heard you guys tried to do this episode, and yeah. you had a you had an inferior accent on the podcast. <laughs> so. <laughs> Technically, I'm, we I'm, succeeded in the episode. Well, but. yeah. So, so the Ghostbloods didn't want this podcast to go <laughs> out originally. Uh, so, what what happened was a myriad of new and exciting audio issues that I've never encountered before, ever. So, uh, where I was like desyncing with the Skype call, it was weird, and we had Ben on the show. And now he's on his honeymoon, so uh, we replaced him with Evgeny. So, hi. Uh, and, I'm, I'm sorry for the downgrade. And, and, and I admit, Grace, your, your spam bot thing was funnier when I didn't know it was coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it probably would have been. Yeah, but for, thankfully, my memory is very poor, so I don't actually remember what we talked about. <laughs> on this podcast in particular, because today, guys, we're going to be talking about words of Brandon from a recent signing in Idaho Falls, where Brandon... Less recent than it used to be. <laughs> oh, yeah. Look, the podcast is coming out a week later than it was... It's fine. It's fine. Okay? It's fine. Wait, I didn't, I didn't introduce myself. I'm oh. Argent. Oh, okay. And I'm, I'm Chaos. Great. Cool. Uh, if you can't recognize Arjun's voice by now, you have failed. We could have for, new listeners. New to the for all of the new listeners. Yeah, could be new. New listeners, True. I assure you, um, Ian doesn't hate you personally. <laughs> he hates you collectively. Yeah. <laughs> well, when I grab the shard of odium, then I will hate you. But I, I haven't had that yet, and so I love you guys. So don't don't worry. Yeah, so we're going to talk about Words of Brandon from uh, this Idaho Falls signing, and which was actually in Iona, Idaho, but that's still in Idaho. It's near Idaho Falls, so whatever. And Brandon had a lot to say, and we're going to go through that, and uh, fortunately, I, I don't remember what we said before, so it'll be brand new for, for me, at least. And I never said anything in the first place, so... You've never said any words before this podcast. I haven't, that's true. No, that's, no, that's true. I, I yes, <laughs> that's true. Coming off an oath of silence. Ooh, yep. And so we have a little bit of news. Yes. So, if you remember last week's episode where yes. we were talking about the Call to Adventure Kickstarter, it's a card game about building a hero, draft, picking cards, and making the best hero you can. Next year, they're going to be coming out with a Stormlight expansion for that, which will be direct to retail. There will not be a Kickstarter for that. But mm. this past Sunday, 
the Brother Wise Games, the people making the game, posted a thread on the Stormlight Archive subreddit asking for suggestions on scenes from the book that we would like to see depicted in the art. So if you have any ideas, go tell them. Give yeah. them their your ideas. And uh, this will actually come out on Thursday, so it will not actually be too ridiculously late. So yeah, probably. Yeah. Unless unless they're gathering ideas for like a couple of days only or something, because yeah, I think maybe. the thread is very popular right now. It is. So let us talk. We should get into the immediate big thing that happened in this Idaho Falls signing. Brian had so much to say in well, let me let me just read this first quote for you, because this is interesting. And so Valhalla asks, So you talked about a weapon made by the enemies of Aiden Alcium, and you said it doesn't exist in its original form. Do any remnants of it still exist in the physical realm? Brandon, yes. Valhalla, have we seen any of those remnants on screen? Brandon says, Raffo. In current continuity, and people would know this, Hoyd's immortality comes from this. People who have read Dragonsteel know that. Now, Eric, uh-huh. as the one person here who has read Dragonsteel, I don't know what you're is talking this about. the case? <laughs> uh, this is news to me. It's news to me. And I read this, I, this quote, and I'm like, wait. What? Uh, so I, I don't think I could go into details about these things, but uh, news to me. Uh, that 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 part it was was in my recollection. It was never clear how that was how Hoyd's immortality came into being, and it's it's dragons. If you ever happen to get Dragon Steel Prime, you are not going to get what you think you want to get. You're not going to get that. Just, just like, what you want to get, right, is like, oh, yeah, this is the backstory on Hoyd and shards and stuff. But then it's not, it's different than what you are expecting it to be. And does not make sense with what we know, what the Cosmere is, in some respects. Uh, You'll, 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 as you can see in the, uh, Dragonsteel sample chapters that were posted that was on the Bridge 4 sequence, there is, you know, physical, cognitive, spiritual realm, and that, that's, that's very important, and that's similar. But if you're looking for shard details, uh, yeah, uh, you won't. <laughs> it, it, I don't know. I don't really know what's going on there. So, like, it's not like Aiden Elsium is mentioned in that book at all. So, I don't know how this could be. But, this is really esoteric. Uh, And so, maybe we should talk about this Adenalsium's opposition and this weapon. Because this is like, this is extremely subtle. Yeah. So, this goes back to a question from Clayton Phillips who asked, before Aiden Alzium shattered, was it consciously opposed by something 
be it people or another cosmic force, is whatever opposed it still around? Brandon, yes? Yes. Uh, Then, of course... You'll notice that Clayton's question is very vaguely stated. Uh, Mm -hmm. I, of course, immediately assume that this is some magical force, which (laughs) is not probably the case. But uh, I asked Brandon to write in uh, a book of mine something about that opposing force. And Brandon said that there was a weapon created by the opposition of Adenalsium. And then I later asked uh, if Odium was aware of that weapon, and Brandon said yes. So that's pretty exciting. Yes. And then the user Imriel452 uh, asked for information on the current status of the weapon, and Brandon replied, the weapon was expended and no longer exists in its original form. Yeah. So that's yeah. So that that's that's what we knew. Uh but then I I asked a, another question and and Brandon basically said that we're focusing too much on this idea of an anti-Aiden Nalcium and Brandon said he actually remembered the original question and the original question was asked is, is there a force that is opposed to Aiden Nalcium and left a lot of wiggle room which is true. Uh, and so Brandon says, well, there's, is there, like, a devil? I don't know. He he was being, you know, very vague about it. That it could just be a group of people. Yeah. Which we know exists, because... They killed it. They're the original vessels. (laughs) Well, I've... Yeah. (laughs) That that Mm -hmm. is true. Uh, so, that has a lot of wiggle room. However, though... I know this is me. This was partially me just jumping the gun because I was very excited about this new magical force that did not need to be a magical force. So I'm like, yeah, cool. It's a magical force. But, however, there is a weapon. Mm -hmm. And this weapon clearly has magical properties in that it was gave. It's the source of Hoyd's immortality. What? So. Going back to the first recording of this podcast, I no, came that up never with happened. a theory. Yes. <laughs> You're not supposed to remember what we recorded. This We're just doing this for the first time, right? This is literally like the one thing I remember from oh, okay. Fine. that version. Fine. <laughs> because I'm very proud of it. Uh-huh. That it says that the weapon was expended and no longer exists in that form. Right. So the idea was that I had was aluminum. He's weird. <laughs> okay, right. <laughs> I'm remembering this now, yes. Yeah. So Brandon has described aluminum as the dead metal that has no spread, blah, 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 blah. But we don't really know. How- That's a weird thing to say. Like, how can a material be dead if it wasn't killed? Oh, snap. So, <laughs> what if <laughs> you, you guys can't aluminum... See- what was <laughs> uh-huh go, go on yeah. okay what if aluminum was part of the weapon that killed adenalsium and as part of the death there was a counterstroke from adenalsium that killed air quotes for those not benefiting from the video feed of uh, killed aluminum 
similar to how in The Wheel of Time, when uh, Luz Theron Telemon and the Hundred Companions sealed Shaitan, the Dark One, Counterstroke and Tainted Satan. You, you guys can't see uh, uh, on the video, video podcast will be coming, that Evgeny looks positively just like, what the storms just <laughs> happened. So, not only, not only did you smoke something the first time this episode was recorded, <laughs> but you had enough left over to finish it this time. No, he remembered how good that trip was and was just recounting <laughs> I feel like this is an entirely reasonable theory. Look, aluminum is weird. <laughs> this far, I was, I was with you. Yes, aluminum is weird. <laughs> so, that's true. So I would be interested to see someone ask Brandon if aluminum's anti-investiture properties if it had those properties before Aiden Alzheim was shed? That's a good question. That's a good question. Right, like so question. Where, where I thought you were going to take this is <laughs> uh-huh. an actual somewhat popular theory um, of, of some kind of aluminum bomb. The aluminum as the bomb. Weapon. Yeah, oh, yeah. That, right? that's reasonable. So some material, either aluminum or uh, a proto- pre-shattering aluminum was used to create a magical weapon that in the process of destroying and shattering Adenalsium also shattered and that's where we get uh, the multiple references for metal falling from the skies um, that is applied to be aluminum in Mm. at least a couple of books so far but how would that make quite immortal? I have yeah. no idea. <laughs> I, 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 aluminum could definitely be relevant. I just don't understand how we get to that part. Yeah. I've always really liked the idea that Aiden Nauseum's investiture was somehow involved in it, because now that Aiden Nauseum is gone, the investiture can no longer exist in its original form either. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's now colored in these 16 different ways. Yeah. So, like, mm-hmm. if it was somehow this Aiden Elsium investiture that was fashioned against it somehow. Yeah. And that could tie into immortality with investiture. Yeah. Uh, I just, yeah. But I mean, like, oh. Hoyd is weird, yo. It is weird. I. To be perfectly honest, I'm more confused because I have read Dragonsteel. I'm, I'm, I'm legitimately more confused. I don't think if you read Dragonsteel, you'll be like, yeah, I understand what's going on. Granted, it's been a while since I've read it. But. Yeah, I think this is an example of Brandon thinking something is more clear than it actually is. Yeah, yeah he's, he's done that a few times. <laughs> You'll know all about void binding by the end of book three. You'll know all. Well, about not it. not void binding. No, he's he's always said that the, he's going to be black spheres are what but you think they are. Black balls oh, are right, black yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll you'll know what the black sphere is by the end of book three. It's what you think it is. Yeah. Oh, great. Thanks. <laughs> Search your feelings. <laughs> great. So I I I I don't. I don't really uh i don't really understand this 
here yeah. really at all. Uh, although I, I do... It, it, it is much more sensible than what I initially thought of a, a, a legit magical force, right? That's, that's what I immediately assumed. He has uh, not yet said it isn't that. But, but that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> He's been very, like, it could just be people. Like, to, to be... To, would Brandon troll me in particular when I'm asking about shards and magical things? Absolutely. <laughs> Listeners, I would just like to recount a story in from 2013 where I asked Brandon, because there was a theory going around that there were maybe four shards on Roshar, right? And I'm like, how many shards have invested themselves on Roshar? And Brandon said, technically all of them had. So he definitely has trolled me for a long time. I, I think I asked him a follow-up, and he also said the same thing uh, c- to continue to troll me. So if, if you think about, oh, hey, there was a weapon created by the opposition of Aiden Alcium, if that's just the group of vessels, yeah, they probably made a weapon to kill Aiden Alcium, right? And would Odium know about the weapon? Yes, because he was a vessel. <laughs> like, yes. Okay, yeah, that, that, that probably makes a little more sense than yep. a, a separate magical force, but also, Brandon has also said that, uh, which question was it? That, uh, what's the strongest being in the Cosmere? And he's like, yeah, probably Harmony. That's like, mm-hmm. of, you know, having the most stuff. Yeah. Uh, sure. wouldn't really have necessarily the will to use them, but, you know, of most power, right? It's Harmony. And so there isn't, like, anti-Adenalsium stuff, you know, out well, there. I mean, maybe there, there could still have been some force. So it could fit a, a kind of narrative where pre-shattering there was a force, whether it was an anti-Adenalsium, whether it was um, just a malicious being or, or group of beings, um, traditionally uh, demons and the like. Uh, tend to be imprisoned a lot. That's that's <laughs> uh-huh. kind of the thing demons do. Um, yeah, because you can't kill them. You got to imprison them. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's been in like every story ever. Yes. So I, I'm I'm confident that Brandon could play on that narrative and have a being or set of beings work with the vessels to to help them create a weapon like that. So so quote unquote the force. Opposing Adenalsium could have been vessels and more. Um, I don't yeah. like yeah. that. I'm not a fan of that, but it's it's a possibility so far. I mean, we mm-hmm. don't really know what this fane life is at all. No idea, yeah. really. Uh, and we don't know how complicated things were pre-shattering, right? Like, we we don't know what those rules were and how things changed. And Dragonsteel Prime does not give you those answers, by the way. <laughs> Just <laughs> really. Um, so yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it totally could. Uh, that there there are some various magical beings helping, but but who knows? Uh, I, I but I think it is pretty clear that there's not like Adenalsium and evil Adenalsium, <laughs> and there's you know this Anti-Donalsium. evil Adenalsium. 
yeah, anti-adenalcium, like there's not this like super shard anti-adenalcium moving around that's super powerful. I, I I do not think that that is where this is going at all. At least not no. in the Cosmere. Hey. Right, yeah. in the in the neighboring galaxy. Yeah. <laughs> With calamity. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, the the anti-adenalcium was calamity. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Uh, if, if if you don't know that this is uh, a meme where people ask if Reckoners is in the Cosmere, the answer to that is no. But we are making a joke that it. Or if the Cosmere be. is in Reckoners. Yeah. Right. Yes. <laughs> right. Right. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. Well, no, to no, a no, before, hold up, hold up, hold up. Before we move on, okay. Let's uh, okay. let's spitball a little bit more because there's um, okay. One of my one of my one of my favorite half meaningless and obscene quotes by okay. Hoyd from okay. Words of Radiance. Uh, self describes him as spiritually blind. Yes, that's true. Mm-hmm. Which which I always love to talk about because could it mean nothing? Yeah, absolutely. Hoyd talks a, a lot. He, that's true, yes. Remember. He does talk yeah. a lot. <laughs> yeah. I was, he does talk I was trying a lot. to remember the scene from The Way of Kings where he throws nonsense words. And I was going to to Gimbletash. Uh, Gimbletash. Yeah, sure. Yeah. 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 Uh but he he talks awesome. a lot of nonsense. And um that could be it. Or it could be that spiritually blind could have implications for or from the spiritual realm. Mm-hmm. Because Hoyd himself is weird, yes. Uh, but also weird in very specific ways. Um, yes. He seems unable to harm people uh, unless... Physically, at least. They're Kelsier. Yeah. <laughs> Physically. They're already Physically. dead. That's no problem. <laughs> Although I do wonder whether he can harm other living people in the cognitive realm. I don't think so. Probably not. Probably not. Because like, it, it, that was very... Specifically because he was a cognitive shadow. I think. But Hoyd was also surprised that he could do that. Yeah. Oh, so, that's right. So that's right, that's punching right. people in Shadesmar is not necessarily something he has experience with. Correct. Although given his interaction with Kelsier, it is definitely something he would like to get experience with. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, so, so anyway, so he, uh, he has difficulties hurting people. And he also has difficulties getting hurt himself. Uh, going as far as the end of Oathbringer, um, where he had to suppress his healing temporarily somehow, uh, so he can he can get his tooth punched out, and then that helped him get a sprint. What? Um, it was part of a disguise. Was it? Oh, yes. yeah, okay. Yeah. To disguise okay. himself because all of the fuse know what he looks like. <laughs> yeah, but a, yeah. a missing tooth is not gonna. It, it there there was an ensemble that went on with, together with it. But his physical, like he he could have he could have had exactly the same disguise. It was like a broken jaw or something. No, no, it was literally just a tooth. Oh, that's weird. Look, he, anyway, he was like he was. It was like. You know, Jafar in Aladdin, you know, when, when, when they're in, you know, like, imagine that. It's like, yeah. 
talking to Aladdin, like, oh, you want to go to the Cave of Wonders? <laughs> that part? Yeah. No? Um, anyway, so, so that, and he was also not terribly afraid of Yasna's um, shard blade, which we now know to be just terrifying weapons. How how yeah. much do you guys know about uh, Hoyd's healing? He can heal from a lot. He once regrew his head, which surprised him because he thought he was <laughs> going to regrow his body instead. <laughs> okay, cool. Just wanted to make sure that I didn't say yeah. something that was not yeah. publicly known. Yeah, no, uh, pretty much nothing is publicly known. Yeah, but building but off he, of oh, oh. he is well, pretty damn difficult to kill. So that actually is a really good point because presumably Aiden Alzium being made of investiture was primarily in the spiritual realm. Sure. Sure. So the weapon designed to kill him likely had to get to him in the spiritual realm. Fair. So if there was like, shrapnel so to speak it could have hit hoyd's spiritual aspect <laughs> okay okay all right i'm like where uh, that's where we're going with this okay yeah and, and so it could have damaged his spiritual aspect in some ways that makes it hard for him to kill, uh, hurt other people stuff like that I, um i thought you were gonna go with somebody had to bring the weapon to the spiritual realm that would be kind of crazy it would be, yeah, absolutely. The, I mean, would the but realms even be different pre-shattering? Who knows? I would think but, so. so. So if, I mean, this is this is obviously super weird, right? But if you, if you combine, you know, Hoid and spiritual realm and aluminum, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh, yeah, um, like I'm, I'm, I'm getting. Getting visions of um, a, a weird scenario where his spiritual aspect is is kind of coated in aluminum. I was going to say <laughs> aluminum. That- aluminum. I, I don't know about this aluminum part of this story, but you know, like Look, I, the aluminum I, coating, like mm, I don't I'm, spiritual I'm- aluminum coating. Ah, yes, of course. That's like, my favorite. <laughs> That's my favorite spiritual coating. This is my spiritual aluminum. It's, it's like mud baths, but for the soul. Yeah, but you're so, saying that that would like protect his spiritual aspect and also prevent him from other things, I guess. Protect or or um, fix in place, maybe. Hmm. Um, going going back to the whole blindness thing, right? Yeah. Uh, spiritually blind could be another way of saying, hey, I can't form connection in the spiritual realm because my soul is literally inside an aluminum box. I feel like that would be really, really, really bad. (laughs) I feel like then he wouldn't be able to use all sorts of magics, right? Yeah. In that case. Yeah, like he couldn't have used Lorasium to become a Mistborn because yeah. he could, wouldn't be able to forge sure, a connection. Okay, okay. Yeah, maybe yeah, yeah. maybe yeah. not mm-hmm. go all the way to the extreme of okay, I can't form connections, mm-hmm. but yeah. But. I wouldn't you say though that healing from shard blades is a it's healing your spiritual aspect, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, 
So that means yeah. that Hoyd's healing would if, if oh he has to attack him with sharp blade now whatever ah mm-hmm. uh, uh, he can heal that no problem unless it doesn't mm-hmm. damage him in the first place <coughs> spiritually. I, I either way really I, I, those are probably functionally pretty similar. Yeah sure yeah okay but on the topic of Hoyd can't hurt others doesn't rock say that the other gods cursed him or something so he couldn't hurt others? It's oh, Lunuanaki, yep. the horn-eater god, was the other horn-eater gods. So it's like, how much of that is, I was going to say canon to Hoi, but... <laughs> I, I don't but, know, yeah. like, there being a specific part of the legend referring to the trickster god not being able to hurt people, which we know is the case. Like, yeah. that's pretty specific. Yeah, but it's yeah. the other gods making it so that yeah. I don't, I'm not convinced that part is true, necessarily true. It, yeah. It's an interesting connection, but it could also be um, Rock seeing Hoyd come out of the lake. And because Hoyd is making fun of him, Rock goes, oh, well, that must be the trickster yeah. god. Well, well my my thought from there was that if Hoyd was at the Shattering and somehow absorbed a lot of the weapon after okay. the shards ascended, maybe they somehow okay. put did something to prevent him from hurting people so he wouldn't be able to use it. I don't know. Oh, like Maybe. if he had pieces of the weapon that just want yeah. to make sure that he can't use said weapon. Yeah, well, they like after the shattering was over and the sixteen ascended, they saw that he had pieces of the weapon inside of him or something, and they were like, "That's super dangerous." Spiritual aluminum shrapnel, shrapnel, <laughs> just bring yes. it back around. <laughs> All of this aluminum is just like. Anytime we bring up aluminum on the podcast, it's like, yeah, sure. Uh, all right, whatever. <laughs> like, all right. Neat. For the record, I don't think it's literal aluminum shrapnel. Like, no, I, I yeah, that's, that's for the I mean, I'm not, yeah, I'm, I'm not saying it's aluminum either. Well, I am saying it's aluminum either, but um, what I mean is not what I say. Um, oh, great. I think aluminum is the remnant of the weapon. I don't think the weapon was aluminum. In the first place. See, but how how would aluminum give Hoyt immortality? <laughs> well, he absorbed all the it power was... from all the aluminum, <laughs> and then yes. that's why it has no spread because Hoyt has the aluminum spread. Hoyt killed aluminum. Yeah. <laughs> Af- after he killed Aiden, Aiden Alcium, he's like, mm, "What's another word with an A that I could kill? <laughs> aluminum." <laughs> Nailed Making it. his way through the dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, watch out, AT. Argent's next. <laughs> oh, shoot. As long as you're not a cognitive shadow, you'll be okay. Oh, and then, then of course, after Hoyd killed Aluminum, then the shards were like, oh, you know, we have to prevent him from hurting more things. Huh? Huh? Okay. Maybe we should move on. Yes. <laughs> okay. That last part yeah. was a joke. Great. Yes. So, new word of Brandon to discuss. Questioner asked, would a Windrunner's investiture be able to be used in space? And Brendan says, yes, it would be, like, very handy. Pressure, gravity. If you want to go to space and you're bringing an order of nitrate, Windrunner is the best choice. 
Yes. And, and okay, great. And I had the idea that your plate could be like your space suit. Your space suit. Your instead plate, of there yeah. being like a, a slit, it would just, you know, yeah. cover you and prevent you from dying. And then uh, you would be called a space runner. Yes. Mm-hmm. Still and need to breathe, though. There, Jeebus, you can't murder us all. We mentioned space runners. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, then... <clears throat> Uh, you you can mm-hmm. lash yourself to an opposing spaceship and use a shard blade to cut a hole in its hull. That sounds mm-hmm. fun. Sounds good. Sounds cool. And then actually. you just have the else callers inside, like frantically trying to soul cast air and repair the hole as quickly as possible <laughs> so no one dies. Yeah. Aerofor could get real weird, guys. <laughs> I wonder how gravitation would work in in space. I I guess it wouldn't be any different, right? Because no. yeah. It would be any Because you're creating the, gravity, right? So Yeah, yeah. On on the planet you're not like when you when you lash yourself, let's say upwards. Yeah. It's there was an explanation in Oldspringer that, that got a little technical. But it's it's uh-uh. not that your normal gravitational vector exists and you add an additional one. It's that you are diminishing the one that exists right now. And you are adding a new one. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Essentially. Yeah, you're um, revoking existing gravitational constraints and adding a new one. Oh, man. So. Yeah, Lashing's and because OP. you're adding a new one, uh, then space is fine, right? Because yeah. the, the other option would have been if you were redirecting the existing one, yeah, then, then in, space, in space, it's, its magnitude yeah. is minimal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, this would work totally fine at Interstellar. Just, just imagine like a black hole sucking in a spaceship, and then a bunch of wind runners trying to like frantically use lashings to get them away. This is getting me really excited for sci-fi era Cosmere stuff. Because for how, Stormlight era two, how how could we contain so much awesome of science fiction into just three books in the final Mistborn trilogy? Because I want to see a lot of books like this. Uh, to be honest, yeah, but you're maybe, right. Yeah, I don't know. And and we still have Sleepless to work with in that yeah. series. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ansibles. And you'll, you'll have FTL. Man, it, it'll be ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Cool. Right. So next one. So Darius asked, I was just wondering if the metal used to make a Fabriel matters, if it's like inaudible or something. Brandon replied, repeating, does the metal used to make a Fabriel matter? A little bit. Not as much as things like this do on Skadriel, but there is some influence there. We'll get into those rules eventually. Good to know from our Fabriel podcast, that because we were mm-hmm. wondering if the metal right. mattered. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, so, I am um, interested in learning the rules for Fabrials. Yes, yes, that very much, very, yes. Yeah. I think that may be uh, a question from my own list. So if you are listening now, and if you took this question from me, thank you for asking it. If you came up with it on your own, he is not thanking you. <laughs> in, in that case. I'm, I'm thanking you. I think it's cool. I, I don't know why. I mean, I guess the influence is that all solid investitures metal, right? Yeah. Ish. I mean, I mean yeah. ish. that's yes. its natural yeah. state, right? That, yeah. uh, s- s- you know, 
there's god medals. It's not like a Skadrial specific thing, and so mm-hmm. medals kind of important for the Cosmere. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. There may be there may be some kind of a weird like instead of electromagnetic conductivity, you would have you know investiture, yeah, connectivity. Yeah. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I feel like that's pretty common in magic things that like metal can conduct magic depending on the metal like iron usually is resistant to it whereas precious metals like gold and silver are better at it that's a really common trope yeah aluminum doesn't conduct (laughs) investiture at all easy nailed it that's why that's why it's dead welcome to aluminum cast (laughs) we talk about all aluminum related aluminum (laughs) great Pull up your periodic table of elements and follow along. Oh, we, this is a video podcast. We'd get on our aluminum foil hats. Hey. <laughs> okay, moving on. Yeah. Such a great addition to Era 2. Tinfo yes, hats. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It is true, though. <laughs> and and they do exactly what you need them to do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we then have another question that we don't know. But Brandon repeats it and it sounds like why do the shin look different to the Sharon significant maybe face but why why do the shin look different on Roshar right yeah because um, everyone else has um, the epicanthic epicanthic yeah fold, yeah. fold yeah. Uh, yeah. the slanted eyes the darker skin stuff like yeah. that right yeah well um, not necessarily skin color it's mostly, yeah, yeah the skin yeah, color varies yeah. Yeah, but pretty much everyone else is at least hand. Uh, is that yeah. always true? It, it's not uniform. Like yeah, it's, yeah, it's not uniform. Colors. Yes, yes. But sure. it shouldn't look different. It yes. shouldn't look different. Yeah. Um. And uh, Brandon then goes on to respond, saying, "Because the Shin have spent a long time being very xenophobic, they haven't intermixed very much. Uh, when the original event, that is the migration of Ashen, I assume." Yeah, happened that that I'm not going to say because of a spoiler. Oh, I just said it. <laughs> different people settled in different places, and the Shin in particular just have been very xenophobic. So when the Shin conquered Roshar, there probably wasn't a lot of <laughs> settling invaded. and inter in, yeah invaded Roshar. There probably invaded. wasn't a lot of settling and uh, intermixing of the races between so, them and others. So. This just makes me wonder if uh, the Shin ethnicity was an Ashenite eth- ethnicity, and that was preserved from there. Well, it would almost have to be, wouldn't it? I don't think they were called the Shin on Ashen because well, everyone yeah, was yeah, yeah, Ashen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, but like, their their physical features, you know, like, not their culture, Maybe. but. Because like maybe I feel a like there's just is not... an ashen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That hey. I, I do remember that from from the first time I recorded this. Shin it blew ashen. his mind. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm just like, yeah, you know. No, but, it was it was all three of us. It was Ian who said it, and me, Eric, and Shin Ben, just ashen. all simultaneously Whoa. went, "What?" Oh, yeah. Which you don't get uh, that great moment. Yeah, here. I've I've wondered about the Shin myself. Um, I thought they may have been um, another wave of migration. Uh, obviously, this 
suggests otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, but they've always seemed isolated from the other races on Roshar. Yeah, like I'm just wondering. It, it just or alternatively, alternatively, yeah. okay. instead of them resembling the original Ashenites closely, it could be that the effectively interbreeding within that population led to specific traits such as the wider eyes mm-hmm. uh, being selected for more often. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm not saying that all the Ashenites look like Shin. I'm just saying that the, the people who migrated from Ashen were not homogenous, and the Shin could be sure. one of those subsets I, I, I of just those, think right? The important part is that since they've been on Roshar, the Shin have been very isolated. So it's like all of the um, other races have like epicanthic fills because there has been interbreeding and all of that. Sure, okay. Not like yeah. a ton because there are still distinct sub-races, so to speak. But there's been s- uh, more than there has been with the Shin. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm down with that. And I think we can see a little bit of that with Zeth's point of views, where he's very against just even walking on stone, which mm-hmm. literally the rest of Roshar does all the time. Yeah, I feel like... Well, that's... Yeah. That's, that's probably just a, a, a throwaway line. Well, not throwaway, but a, a reference to the original migration to Roshar, mm-hmm. where there were probably constraints to the people where either the Shards or the Dawn Singers said... You guys gotta stay here. That's where yeah, like, there's no stone. Shinovar. Yeah. yeah, and the, the Shin were probably just the people. Uh, the other groups are like, yeah, no, Shinovar is packed. We're getting out of here. <laughs> and and then the Shin were like, that's stupid. We're not doing that. Yeah, we're we're staying on the place designed for our species. Yeah, the, you can all girl, leave. And we can like take all your stuff, but like that's fine. The girl who looked up was the original conqueror of Roshar. <laughs> She was the Shin Invader, no. Uh, Although it is, you know, Grace, it is weird that there was a Shin Invasion when they didn't want to walk on stone. That's true. It is is legit crazy. I want to know more about Shubreth's son, Mashala. Do we have (laughs) a... I want to know more. Right. Do we have a a, a time period for the Shin Invasion? Nope. Nope. No, we don't. Dalinar knows a bit, though, right? Yeah. Gavilar so safe to say, yeah. post last desolation, maybe post false desolation. Yeah, oh, it's, it's referenced po- in the same context as the Sunmaker and the Hierocracy. Okay, yeah. so we're probably looking at a few I, centuries ago. Yeah, not a few yeah, centuries or like ago. a thousand years ago. Yeah, no, sure, no sure, more sure. than yeah. a thousand years. Sure. Re- okay. Recreance is like deep history, and it's just like two thousand years, right? So. Yeah. It's, um, so we could be looking at the whole not walking on stone thing as uh, kind of the the pendulum swinging back, right? So for a long mm-hmm. time, the Shin were fine living in Shinovar, and then shows up Mr. Conqueror. Uh, <laughs> walks Mr. Conqueror. <laughs> That's what they called him. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> walks on stone. <clears throat> walks on all of the stone of the planet. <laughs> all the stone. <laughs> yeah. All your um, stone is belong to us. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Age of Empires. Cats. Yes. What? Um, 
gets defeated and then the Shingo, oh no, that was a bad idea. We're not going to step foot on, on stone again. That's a really astute point. Like the pendulum yeah. swings of history. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, they, they were, yeah, it easily could just be, yeah, that didn't work out super great. So, uh, you know, because I'm, the Shin, we're, we're kind of assuming that they're pretty homogenous, but I'm sure there are people who have different perspectives and mm-hmm. points of view, and sure, Mr. Conqueror <laughs> uh, maybe just decided, I don't want this life for my countrymen, and so, you know, we're, mm-hmm. we're going to fix that. And then others react against that uh, after yeah. that doesn't go so well, right? That yeah. seems very sensible. I like that a lot. Yeah. Cool. Uh, this next question, how would a cryptic deal with computers? Oh, I love this one. Brandon, cryptics would love computers. Love computers. They would have a blast. They might be offended that the computer isn't talking back to them because they would think the computer is a pattern and should just be talking to them. But otherwise, they would find them really cool. I'm sad there was a really good sequence in Oathbringer that had to get cut out for timing reasons where pattern talked about how famous he was that I, that hopefully I will be able to release as a deleted scene or something. Yeah, that would be pretty cool to see yes. that. Yeah. Yes, that sounds I'm, awesome. I'm really hyped to see something like that. Somebody yes. was wondering whether Pattern is actually like a famous mathematician, like whether Pattern is pi or, or e or phi or, or one of those big mathematical numbers. Uh, first of all, he wouldn't be pi because tau is much better than pi. Just saying. Yeah. He Two was pi is very much famous, than pi. not the right. most famous. E, e, though, e, though, very important. So I, I support yeah. E. Uh, but I would also like to see that scene, and we should probably move on before I talk about math too much. Yes. <laughs> have, have my opinions on cast. So this next question is asking about... Um, a lot. A lot. I'm not going to read it. But it's talking about how the the fused are uh, immortal because like they have odium's investiture in them, like making yeah. them cognitive shadows. Like yeah, and Nightblood consumes investiture. That and Brandon confirms that. And the questioner, when I saw that, my thought was, "Yep, it's dead." Referring to Nightblood being used to kill a Thunderclass. Other people were like, "I don't know. Will it come back?" Nope, Brandon. I will tell you this, they have not run into something like this before, and there will be ramifications of what happened there. Questioner, that is fun to know. Brandon, if you are used to death having no consequence, and suddenly your friend vanishes forever, dot, dot, dot. Yep, that, I mean, it's not directly saying it, but pretty safe to say that Nightblood does kill Fused. And yeah. Yep. Which is good. I asked that in December. Mm-hmm. And you rap on me. And the fuse sounds like the fuse are wanna probably gonna wanna get their hands on Nightblood. I mean, yeah, they tried. I would say so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. So I think Brennan raffled you, um, Eric, when you asked that in yes. December, right? Correct. Yes. For two reasons: one, because the book had just come out. Yes. More he was raffling a lot of stuff around that yeah, time. That's true. Yeah, and two, because it's you. <laughs> yeah, that, that's 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 true because he he would know. Ah, you're you're going to know exactly what that means. So uh, I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> well, 
What's interesting to me about this last line is that it can also almost apply to the heralds at the end of Oathbringer. That's true. That's what I was going to say. You are used to death having no consequences and suddenly your friend vanishes forever. Like, that's what happens to Jezrean. That's true. Though, I would say they do view death as having some consequences since it returns them to the infernal hellscape where they get tortured. Yeah, but also in the prelude, they're just like, oh, town died, eh, whatever. You know, like, they, they, yes, Again. there were consequences, but it's like, it was nothing new. It was just like, yeah, that's what happens. Eh. No permanent, well, very little permanent consequences. It's like, oh, yeah. he died in a fight. Yeah, okay, he won the fight, but he died. Yeah, what's the so, so it'll be like, interesting to see how the various heralds also react to this. True. New. But I just feel like heralds would much rather not die as when compared to Fused. Like, Fused well, genuinely okay. would not care. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, true. That, yeah. That, that is true. Yeah. That is true. Uh, true. It also doesn't change the point of this conversation in any meaningful way. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. Correct. Agreed. Cool. You mean we have pointless conversations on this podcast? No. Shoot, Color me surprised. Be gone. Um, when I was rereading Oathbringer and and also working on the fused article on the copper mind a little bit. Um, I was trying to find out whether um, Void Light can heal. Oh. And the article as of right now says that it can't based on Moash's first encounter with Lady Leshwi where he just runs her through with a spear and she dies. Mm-hmm. Turns out that's not the case because we have multiple instances later on in the book where Void Light does heal. Yeah, how much? Uh... Well, so the the reason I bring this up, by the way, uh, mm-hmm. one, go read the Copper Mind and also work on it. But two, yes. please do. Some fused seem to be much more nonchalant about dying because yeah. if Leshwi could have just healed like any other fused we see later on, um, for example, including the one that steals Honor's Drop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, right. Or yeah, Honor's, yeah. Honor's Ruby. Um, she could have done that easily. Well, you have to remember that the fused are body snatchers. Like, they don't care yeah. about, like, this physical form. It's like, oh, yeah, you severed my connection to that one. Oh, I'll just get a new one. Yeah, I, f- I feel like they'd more likely need to heal if they are in battle and it is important. Whereas, like, let's like, hey, Moash, you, ki- you killed that one. Whatever. Doesn't yeah. matter at all. But also, did Leshwi even have... Was she using Void Light in that first scene? Yep. Okay. She, was, she was levitating. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, I, I think... Because Moash was using his shard blade, right? Nope. No, he okay. used the spear. He yeah. tried to use the shard blade and realized he was too clumsy with it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so and so he dismissed it and grabbed what the spear. Happened was he got a lucky strike and shattered the um, gem heart. So insta death ish, instant severing from the physical form. That's possible, but it's not my impression of the scene. I I'm probably going to go back and take a look at it just yeah, out of curiosity. Yeah. But I, I don't think that was the case. Yeah. I think Leshwi just, was just like, well, okay, I'll, I'll get yeah. a new one. It, it could go either way. Really. Especially yeah. in the Everstorm, where it is really especially easy to get a new body. 
like even yeah. more so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like in previous desolations, I think the fuse would be much more like, okay, I can't lose this body, otherwise I'm stuck on Braze until the next desolation. Yeah. Whereas this one is just like, no, just perpetual comeback. So, yeah. so all you yeah. can possess buffet. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, as long as it was not. As long as there was no consequence to waiting a few days to come back, then it wouldn't matter. But, like, mm-hmm. if you're in the Battle of Phelan Field or something, then it's like, okay, all right, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna win this, right? Yeah. yeah. Cool. All right, so the next one. This questioner asked, are half shards made with radiant spread? Oh! Brandon. Raffo, good question. Now, just, if, if you have not gone through Arcanum... Brandon says good question about a lot of questions. A lot of questions. Even the ones that are not strictly speaking good. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Great. You, I'm glad you said that and not me. Uh, <laughs> so this doesn't really mean yes or no. Uh, this doesn't really mean anything, really. Uh, but if you remember... It means he's not going to tell us at yeah. this point in time. But you will remember... On uh, the Half Shards podcast that we did, uh, Matt said that if Brandon Raffode, if Half Shards had Radiance Bren, Matt was saying, ah, if it's Raffode, then it's not obvious. And if and my whole point is that it was, I thought it was obvious from this Teravangian scene that it was Radiance Bren. And so if Brandon Raffode's it, then it's not obvious, then I guess I'm wrong. That's what Matt said on that episode. That's some next level meta analysis. That's what he said. I am recounting what he said. And Brandon Raffoed it. So. Mm -hmm. There you go. No comment. (laughs) Yeah, we don't need to get into that discussion again. If if you want to listen to more about half shards than you ever wanted to hear, (laughs) go to that half shard episode and you will hear way too much about. Half shard spread. <laughs> Unless you want to hear me talk, then you're not. Oh yeah, you won't hear a lot of that. <laughs> Great. Sorry. Uh, we follow up with a very brief question that ends up with Brandon essentially saying, well, literally saying that Dalinar is not honor currently. Uh, emphasis, I believe, Brandon's. Yeah. Yeah. So. We'll see what's going on with the with the Unity chapter. Yeah, yep. he's um, he's not a shard until his body vaporizes. Mm-hmm, that's right. That's my line. <laughs> yeah. Not a shard I until that happens. Still, really like my um, he ascended to a part of honor, like the part of honor associated mm-hmm. with bondsmiths. Like, and he has to like learn how to be a member of every order. Going back to Wheel of Time. And Egwene all there. So this next question is another kind of long question, uh, kind of about color in gemstones and how uh, the color in gemstones are important and how, you know, color is also important in Warbreaker. And Brandon uh, was saying how, well, you know, the the gems, gems are molecularly pretty similar. So he Mm -hmm. said that uh, eventually the color had to be the distinguishing factor on uh, them. And this is perhaps the most interesting part. Uh, But I already had this color uh, as part of the Cosmere, that color and the way people perceive color and things like that were a part of it. 
but getting 10 different gemstones that were molecularly different proved to be very difficult and not worth it. If you look, so many of them are basically just the same gemstones with a few impurities. The crystalline structure is the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, f- fun fact, rubies and sapphires are the same thing. Just yes, different they're, impurities. they're both corundum. Corundum! Um, Hate it. Amethyst and smokestone are both quartz, and Heliodor, which is not actually real-world Heliodor, <laughs> it's golden barrel, and emerald are both barrels. And, and if here's here's a gem fact for you. <laughs> this week's episode is sponsored by Gem Facts, uh, but corundum <laughs> is the second hardest naturally occurring material behind <laughs> diamond. Cool. Yep. Thanks, Gem Facts. <laughs> Great. Cool. Moving on to the next question. Using hemology, could you steal the boon from the old magic? Brandon. Oh, from the Night Watcher? This is theoretically possible. Questioner. Would that take the defect with it as well? Brandon. Hesitantly. Yes. Though it's also theoretically possible to split them apart, and that would be a lot harder. Getting the boon, if you knew what you were doing, would not be that difficult. Now, what cultivation would do to you when she found out what had <laughs> happened is another thing entirely, because those are willful grants of investiture. Questioner. Similar to endowments with the returned? Brandon. Yeah, things like that. When you get a shard involved and the shard has power to... Same thing like... It's on a much grander scale what's hap- than what's happening with the spread bond, right? Questioner. When hemology does spread, most shards will not be happy about this, right? Brandon. Yes, that is correct. That is awesome. The line where Brandon says, um, so, so first of all, Brandon establishes that these are willful grants of investiture. Part of a shard's decision, capital D. Well, we still have no idea what that <laughs> means, so. But I mean, probably, yeah. It's direct shardic intervention. Yeah. Sure. Well, returned art from a shard's decision capital d so that's probably exactly we, well, what that means. this is not the podcast to discuss that but that's okay <laughs> i disagree with what you just said but okay, okay whatever doesn't matter yeah great um and then he says that this speaking either about the returned and the divine breaths or uh the night watcher boons are similar to spread bonds, but on a much grander scale, which is interesting. To me. I don't think it, it's. I don't think it's saying that. It's just saying that this is a much grander scale than the spread bond. It, it's not like saying these are the same thing, only one is more powerful. It's just like this is just way more powerful than that. That's the impression I'm getting. Yeah, I don't think he's. Because to me, yeah, yeah. it read like. The Night Watcher or cultivation is sometimes actually forming bonds, forming connections, maybe with individuals. <sighs> maybe not, forming connections not as a bond. as a general like Night Radiant type of connection, but well, this thing that you are now doing, where you are seeing the world upside down, that's the thing that comes directly from me, actively all the time. I don't. Mm-hmm think so well that's not the impression 
I'm getting from this quote. I didn't get that either, but Me I neither. mean, I would expect there to be... When you go to the Night Watcher, like, the Stormfather, you, you can tell, right? Yeah. Who's been like, the, there, the, there is a connection there, yeah. but it's not... Yeah. It's not as active as I think you were saying. Yeah. Active a little bit is, is I think, what I'm saying. And so the the issue the shards would have with something like that is that you are you are now grab when you use chemology you're grabbing one end of that connection and and you're giving it to yourself the impression i got was like yo you're playing with my toys i don't like that stop yeah that's my impression as well yeah i mean that's yeah. that's also perfectly viable so this next question was asked by valhalla ruin and odium they both talked about their passion and it was italicized both times would any other shard talk about passion in that same italicized way brandon yes they would valhalla would any of them not talk about it that way brandon yes they would excellent good questions i i don't think there's really anything actually interesting about this personally i i think there is but i don't know what that interesting thing is i i i, I guess i i am slightly bothered by people being like oh man Ruin italicized passion. That's really important. Where it's just like these these things aren't mutually exclusive between shards. That that that's all I think about it. You know, yeah. like multiple sure. shards could feel more mm-hmm. about passion and things in general, and other shards would find the those things less important. That's it. I think that's yeah. basically it. Sure, I mean, that's also. I, I feel like. There might be something important here or meaningful, but we don't know enough to really have an educated discussion on it. Absolutely. I'm going to guess not very important myself. Okay, let's move on then. We have a question written in a book uh, where Colton X9... Who actually recorded this signing. Yep, yep. Thanks, Colton. So thank you, Colton. Yeah, I'm giving thank you a thumbs you. up, but you can't see that because we don't have yeah. video. Not yet. Um, cracks in the spirit web can be filled with investiture granting power. Hey, that's another one of my questions. <laughs> Are the drab on Nalthus considered damaged enough for this process? And Brandon says, uh, there's something else entirely so that in world, they would say, no, something else has happened. Uh, ben put this in the doc that uh, this is not on Arcanum, but Colton said, Arjun asked that one, and Brandon said, of course he did. So, there, there you go, Arjun. So. so Thanks, Brandon. You're this is an interesting one. So, it's basically what this is telling me is that the Nalthian soul is designed, so to speak, to have that piece of investiture be removable like those lizards that like their tails can come off and the tail the lizard is fine that's all has literally (laughs) always been the analogy in my brain for how breath works um Uh the way i think of this is less that you are ripping a specific bit of the spirit web and that that would open a crack and then other investiture can come in I don't, I don't think that's what's happening. I think it's more that the entire spirit web is is 
diminishing or sacrificing a little bit um, of itself. And that's what, what becomes the breath. And so you don't really have a crack. You just have kind of a smaller, for the lack of a better word, or diminishing. Your dimmer? soul is an onion, and you just took off a few peels of the onion all at the same time. So it's still a soul, but there's no cracks. It's just thinner now. Sure. <laughs> uh, Shrek approves of, of this message. Look, I just made onion. I, I was just chopping onions last night. It's on the brain, okay? But I think that is interesting. The drabs are different. That's uh, yes, that's the subject that is interesting, of much yeah. debate. I mean, obviously, I'd find it interesting because, yeah. Yeah, well, yes, of course you did. <laughs> uh, this next one, pretty simple. Uh, there are other uh, creatures that feed on investiture other than the Larkin that we see in Stormlight. Uh, and Brandon mm-hmm. said that uh, there are some on other planets, but not every planet has one. So that's kind of neat. And it makes, makes sense. sense because, yeah. uh, you know, investiture is a type of energy. Some plant or some animals would have evolved over time to use that. So Yep, makes sense. So this next questioner asked if the Amians were native to Roshar. Brandon, Rafo, they are enigmatic even on Roshar. So that is an interesting Mm non-answer. But that's a question we we brought up previously on the podcast. Yep. Yep. And judging by the answer, we're going to bring it up again sometime in the future. (laughs) I. Look, there's something going on with those Amians, but... Oh, yeah. The, the weird thing, though, is that there are two seemingly distinct species. I mean, they, yeah. they are distinct, right? They're yeah, not very seemingly distinct, distinct, too. Very well, distinct. But they're both called Amians? Like, mm-hmm. do they have, like... Is it just because those two species separately came to Amia? Or is there, like, some relationship between the, those two? Like, did they both come... If they came from a place that was not Roshar, did they both come together to Roshar in that same place? Yeah. Very from interesting what question. we've seen in modern times, it seems like at least now they have come to have similar-ish cultures and values. Uh, maybe. <sighs> I uh, think that may be just the product of them being very long-lived. And we also true, yeah. really don't know about their cultures and attitudes. Like, we've met one of each. Yeah. 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 It's hard to generalize. Although you could argue that technically we may have met multiple. <laughs> okay, yeah, okay. True. We could have met many hordlings, but that's also not going well, to no, tell no, us what no, Well, technically we have met two sleepless, because we met the one in the Kaza interlude, and then Arklo. Oh, I guess that's true. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. fair. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, we've only meaning had meaningful <laughs> conversations with two. <laughs> the, the 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 one in the Kaza interlude didn't really tell us a lot about their culture. Told us a lot of other things, though. Yeah, mm-hmm. but aliens are weird. Summary of the walls. Yeah, like I just how were those two related? How did they get? placed on amia or went to amia like i don't know there's a lot there and i don't even know if stormlight's gonna give us all the answers to that yeah that's that's a good point all right so this next question is is kelsier going to be a part of era two the rest of it and brandon replied you will see a little bit but he is not a main part of those stories and and staying on the topic of kelsier uh, secret history two is something people have been asking for ever since secret history one <laughs> Hell uh, yes. wanting wanting to see more kelsier mm-hmm. wanting to see more marsh in some cases to and and somebody asks about that to which brandon says that it is likely 
but not 100% promise. Uh, he's, he's working on a lot of projects right now. Uh, a lot of the stuff that's happening right now, Era 2, is foreshadowing for Era 3, where Kelsier will have a much bigger role. Era 3, the 1980s type of like Cold War era. Uh, and so we'll see if Secret History 2 is needed for this catch-up. I think this is the first time we've heard about Kelsier being a big role in Era 3, though. Is that yeah. new? Correct. That's new? Explicitly confirmed, yes. There has been the theory that, like, oh, Era 3 has a misborn serial killer. What if it was Kelsier? He's like, the villain now. No. Uh, yeah. 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 But, Maybe. I mean, that's that's cool. I feel like I've, I've always assumed or thought that we knew that Kelsier was going to be a big deal. Then. I mean, now that we know that he is still around, obviously he will be a big deal, but it's interesting to hear. Arrow 2, we won't see a lot of him. Arrow 3, we're gonna see a lot of him. Like, that's good. Yes, so he has to, he has to come back to make another cult. <laughs> another. Yes, cult 3. That, uh, I'm not least. Kelsey or I'm the sovereign. Now back in the north, guys. <laughs> At least the third. We're yeah. not even gonna discuss the, uh, Kelsier founded the Ghostbloods theory. Yeah, I don't think that's likely. Now, uh, this next one, Colton X9 uh, asks, if the Night Watcher was asked to bond a person with a Spren, would you just kidnap a Spren and force a bond? Would she create a Spren? And Brandon said, the Night Watcher is unlikely to force a Spren to bond. And she would probably be very annoyed with you if you asked her to do that. That's, yeah, she will probably do something different, but, uh, I don't know. I just think that's an interesting slight insight into the Night Watcher. Mm -hmm. So this next questioner is talking about the Irie. And the interesting thing is that the Irie weathered the Riode because they were not on cell when it happened. Yes. That's interesting. If if you listen to the audio, uh, Brandon actually says Sheod, but that doesn't make any sense to them whether the Sheod. So it, it's yeah. pretty clear that he meant Rayod. Yes. Uh, and that's that's interesting. So I, I've always wondered if, you know, there are, you know, some Elantrians pre-Rayod, post-Rayod Elantrians in the Irie, right? Mm-hmm. I've always wondered that. It's not been clear. Yeah. But uh, pretty clear that uh, a lot Obviously, a lot of them are very old, and and this does actually make a lot of sense because when we talk about the Sheo, there's there's really two things going on. There's the initiation that gives someone the ability to do Aeon Door, make Aeons that do stuff, sure. and then there's the transformation, which is what Alonchus is doing, that makes them glow and all of that silver skin white hair all of that and so that's the part that broke when the riode happened and was fixed when a uh, added the chasm line but the initiation part just continued on as normal unaffected that's true yep. and so you, ju- you just needed to account for the line when you were mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah and so so that Elantrians that were off-world weren't being affected by the Elantrius Aeon anyways. That's why Galadon is not glowing in the Ishik scene. Yeah, so the Rayod would matter less if yeah. you're somewhere else yeah. and mm-hmm. far away. Makes sense. It doesn't matter if you're being targeted by a broken Aeon if you can't 
if you're too far enough away far enough that it doesn't wouldn't have an effect anyway yeah, yeah yeah that makes sense that's an easy solution yeah okay so this next question basically asked about nightblood is there one or many? And so Brandon said, Nightblood is something special. A long time ago, some people from the Warbreaker world came to Roshar, saw Shardblades, thought, we can do this, went home and tried to make one. And that is Nightblood. And it went horribly, horribly wrong. And so they didn't make any more, except now, Azure Sword is somewhat related. And that's... I mean, we knew, we, we, we knew this. Yeah, Nothing, nothing yeah, this crazy is, here. This is... uh. Some some people were arguing with me if Shashara went to Roshar, and uh, it, I would be hard-pressed to think that Shashara did not go with Fashor to Roshar. Yeah, her brother and her husband went. I expect she would be very annoyed if they went without her. Yeah. I mean, not only that, but she was also the one to create Nightblood. I yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, like, exactly. Like, probably know the most. Va- right? Vasher didn't go there and, and come back with, like, a journal full of notes. That's why like, it went horribly wrong, because you didn't get to see one in person. <laughs> Nailed it. Great. Yeah. We then move on to a question about Axio interconnection, which Whoa. is um, one or two of the surges on Roshar. It's cohesion um, intention. intention. Cohesion intention. Uh, and Brandon mentions that, yeah, we're going to um, we're going to deal with uh, with these things in the modern Mistborn, so Era Three series, mm-hmm. which is interesting. That is yes. interesting because what? How would axial interconnection, whatever that means in this specific magical context? Pretty sure Brandon doesn't quite mean the strong and weak nuclear force here, but you know, mm-hmm. uh, what? How would that be relevant in Mistborn? Who knows. Yeah. Kelsier's soul is <laughs> strongly interconnected axially with his cults. Nailed it. it. It could be something with like the mechanics of pushing and pulling, or oh god, I don't know. Uh, who knows? I, 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 I don't know. I, I don't know, but that's crazy. I'm super eager to find out. Yeah, because I don't. I don't think we're gonna start seeing. Well. So, because Era 2 happens between uh, 5 and 6 of Stormlight. Ish, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ish, mm-hmm. yeah. Then Era 3 would happen most likely after the end of Stormlight. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Unless oh, man. Era, unless Stormlight, like, back 5 takes, like, 100 years to happen, which it's not. And so, it is possible that we're going to start seeing consequences of the end of Stormlight start seeping into other series such mm-hmm. as era three possibly yeah i don't i don't know how much this timeline's making me a little nervous uh, if era three happens after uh the back the back five of uh stormlight right which it, it would have to obviously yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but like how much crossover will there be i don't know we'll see in world it's taking after it's still yeah. probably going to be published for oh, yeah, those yeah. of you that are panicking, yeah, 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 no. Yeah. Uh, Brandon, Brandon has said that after Stormlight Five, he'll he'll write Elantra sequels in Era Three, right? Yes, yeah. yeah. Uh, but back to Stormlight. This next question: Someone asked if Town's Honor Blade is still on Roshar, and Brandon says, "Yeah, it is." Hooray. So we narrowed it down to forty-two percent of the Cosmere. 
according to our <laughs> Coppermine character statistics, yes. Uh, um, do we think that other blades can be taken away from Roshar? I don't see why they wouldn't be. Yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess they're connected to honor, not to... Yeah, and I mean, it's yeah. a spiritual connection anyway, right? So yeah. it shouldn't matter. Yeah. And there are a concrete object, concrete physical object. Sure, yeah, that probably makes yeah. it not trivial, but much easier. Yeah, 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 yeah. rather than being like a s- sapient being, yeah. Yeah, they're not loose investiture, so to yep. speak. We still have absolutely no idea what happened with Town's Honor Blade. No Correct. clue. No clue, yeah. So yeah. another question from Colton X9 about Vivenna's blade had a has a name and Brandon Raffo. It's intentionally not mentioned, not an accident. Hmm? That is very interesting. That would have gotten pointed out if it was an accident. This uh is my monthly reminder to tell you guys that Nightblood is not the sword's original name, which still kind of blows my mind. So I just wanted to remind you guys that. Nightblood was named that after the Battle of, uh, after it was used the first time. Not its original name. I wonder if naming Nightblood was part of the problem. Well, naming him something in the first place. I don't know. I just find that interesting that, uh, you know, Zeth doesn't call the blade Nightblood. It's sword Nimi, right? Yeah. Well, because Nightblood hasn't told him. Yeah, but if Zeth asked what the name was, Nightblood doesn't think of time differently nightblood would think of nightblood as its original name right right that's a really good question because the certain things that were the case when he was forged are in hard written in his memory that's why exactly um vasher will always be happy with him shashar will always be alive exactly that, that's exactly but, what I was going with this, yeah. So, like, he would think his original name is his name, not Nightblood. Yeah, right. If yeah. he has a name in the first place. Uh, there, there's, a, there's a quote that's, I mean... Yeah. There was a name? Yeah. yeah. Okay. That it, that if Nightblood wasn't its original name, then he had a name initially, right? Yeah. Mm, sure. Alright. So this next question asked, I know I don't have a lot of diashardic worlds to deal with, but I notice a pattern on Skadriel of medals inaudible, kind of a focus inaudible of magic. And with Roshar, it's gemstones. It tends to be, is that determined by the shard world or the shards? And Brandon said, it's kind of one and the same. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to pick apart this question a little bit and say that the gemstones are not really the focus of Roshar and magic as medals are for Skadriel. Uh, just, just so you guys know, I don't agree with that premise of the question. Uh, it does sound a little crowded of a question well this is trying to get at the fact that uh when we first learned about how the uh metallic arts were made it's because of uh from the 2008 hero of ages q a that uh it's related to the shards and the planet so the the natural interactions between them yeah so 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 it's both it's kind of neither it's yeah it's hard to say yeah okay a medium length answer that essentially says dragon steel currently planned for a trilogy that's hoyd's slash wit's origin story uh we're gonna deal with the vessels and the shards of aiden in there that's the 
the chronological start of the Cosmere saga. Mm-hmm. Now, this is actually interesting because I believe Dragonsteel, when he wrote Dragonsteel Prime, was planned to be five books. Then, yep. at another time... Or seven? Yeah, yeah. So then, there were going to be Liar of Partenel and the Light Weaver of Wrens, and then there would be a main Dragonsteel sequence after that time period. Yeah, with a gap of, like, thousands of years. Right. Uh, which deals with the sequence of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it is interesting that it is now solely a trilogy. We'll and see how long that lasts. Is it interesting? A lot of stuff has been, has been good at all, yeah. Well, yeah, because Brandon said that, uh, you know, the Shattered Plains part was the best part of Dragonsteel, and he moved that. So, <laughs> it's like, hey, yeah, you know. Yeah. But that's literally decades away, so. Yeah, don't, yeah. Get, don't get it. <laughs> Interesting that we got a Dragonsteel thing. But uh, when we were talking about it so much before. This next question, the questioner just asks uh, about Rishadium, the, the horses, uh, and is there something bigger about them? And Brandon said, it's not super huge. There are non-native species who've started to form spren bonds like native species do. So symbiotic bond with a spren has started happening. Rashadium are horses that have done that, basically. You could say humans have done the same thing. Non-native species that have started to form spren bonds. The Rashadium are the only other non-native species that that has started happening. Like the chasm fiends have a symbiotic relationship with the spren that they have. The Rashadium have a spren. It's not as visible, but it is there. So unfortunately, there are no chickens with spren bonds yet. <laughs> yet. Good. Bring yeah. some AVR. And uh, they're bonded with uh, music spren, I believe? It's unconfirmed. We do see a herd of Rishadium with music spren around them, but Brandon has not explicitly confirmed that. Okay, sure. But they're, they're magical unicorns is, is what's going on here, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. They're magical giant uh, uniforms. Uni- With stone uniforms. hooves. Stone yes. Hands. But uh, <laughs> I, I always have wondered about the Rashadium ever since Way of Kings. And I, I'd really like this information to be explicitly in the books. At some point. Uh, at, yeah, some point. at some point. Yeah. But I don't think it's the, just kind of interesting. In the world, scholars have enough knowledge of biology to figure this out yeah it's it's just no. like if, if you read way of kings you're like man those horses are kind of weird you know and it, it would be nice for that to be explained in text rather than the answer is not it's pretty clear but yeah, i mean yeah, I, I don't think it would make sense in text honestly not yet n- yeah but you were no, saying like in way of kings like no no i'm not saying in way of kings i'm saying some point in stormlight okay the instead of like you said text, it should have been explained in way no, of kings no that is not what i said just saying, at some point in Stormlight, that question should be answered. And you should not need to go to Arcanum for this answer. Waiting opinion. waiting for Surge Binding Horses. <laughs> That's what is going to get explained. All right. So this next questioner asked, what's the timeline looking on the next Mistborn book? And Brandon replied, uh, indeterminate. It's going to depend on how Skyward 2 goes and whether I use the Lost Metal as a break in the middle of Stormlight or if I do it right before Stormlight 4. It shouldn't be too long. And as of right now, I'm just checking Brandon's website real quick. Yep, me too. Yep. <laughs> uh, Skyward 2 first draft is at 41%-ish, depending on when Adam has last updated this, uh, which was recently, actually. 
just uh, just a few days ago, I believe. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think Brandon was saying that he'd need to start uh, Lost Metal like September first. Yeah, he's definitely starting Q- Q4, I think. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely starting uh, Stormlight Four January first. He must do that. Mm-hmm. So it's a matter yeah. of timing, really. Yeah. So it's not outside the realm of possibility. He does tend to write the ends of books faster than the beginnings of books. Yeah, that that is true. Yeah, that is, that is very true. He gets very excited and, about endings. Very, and has been has been on the Skyward vibe for many months now. He is very yeah. excited about Skyward too. Yeah. So, in another question about upcoming books, um, ta- talking about the Atslanian, the sequel to the Arithmetist, Brendan says, "I do mean to keep getting to it sooner than I have. It's one of the, it's one that's been the most difficult to figure out how to do the sequel. I'm confident." Let me get Alcatraz 6, The World Spire, which it should be done pretty soon here, cleared off my plate. Nice. The last book of that one is, had significant progress on it lately. Once that's done, I'll look at Rhythmatist, which is the other thing that's been dangling over my head. Cool. I like, I like Brandon doing this. Yeah, I like this trend of finishing up old projects, just getting them done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, clearly... With like Skyward, it's a new thing, and he's like, "Okay, I'm gonna make a real plan on how to start and finish this in a timely manner." Finish you know? something, yes. And once again, going back to Roshar, because every question is a question about Roshar, <laughs> or right. leading to a question about Roshar. Roshar's his most popular world. It's just a, fact. a, a little bit. Um, somebody asks a question that appears to be a question during the general Q and A, which yes, Brandon. It was. Um, usually advocates to be non-spoilery. Yeah. And so the so the response is going to be dancing around issues. Uh, but the question goes as follows. Adolin and his sword uh, that wants to kind of wake up a little bit. Most of the Knights Radiant have some sort of break in their mind, uh, a little mental problem, where Adolin appears to be the person in Stormlight that's most comfortable with himself. Is that going to cause a problem, or is it maybe the fact that he, at least in his mind, murdered Sadius, uh, going to help bring that to fruition or give us a way towards something like that? So, so trying to get towards, hey, Adolin doesn't seem to be broken in the head in any right way. What's gonna, what's going on with Maya? Uh, and Brandon says, I'm not going to repeat that. Let's try to talk around spoilers. In the Stormlight Archive, there's a tradition among the Knights Radiant that certain traumas and or psychological handicaps are effective in drawing the attention of a spren. I haven't actually said if that is true or if that's just a tradition of theirs. But there's a tradition among the Knights Radiant uh, that they have noticed something consistent. Does it mean that you have to be um, like that, presumably? In order to be a Knight Radiant? Well, there's somebody that I would call extremely psychologically well-adjusted, and by the end of the third book is well on their way to knighthood. There is something going on here. They are noticing something true, but it might not be as exclusionary as they think it is. Now, some people on Discord got very excited about this answer referring to Adolin, and to, to be honest... Hearing that, I don't think that the yeah, end of the no. third book is actually referring to Adolin, though the question no. was talking about Adolin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Brandon taking the opportunity to say, I know what you're asking. Here is another example where yeah. something similar is happening. Yeah. yeah. It, it's talking about Lopin. Presumably. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously. 
or we we obviously think it's talking about. Yes. Open. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Br- Brandon clarified this exchange later because it also got a lot of interest on Reddit as well. Brandon basically said, oh man, it's it's hard to walk around spoilers, and apparently uh, a woman did gasp about just the casual mentions of Sadius dying, <laughs> which is very interesting. Oh, I'm uh, sorry. Oh, that must have sucked. And Brandon said, I'll say that there are multiple people I'd consider well on the path to being Radiance by the end of book three, and several of these would, shall we say, dispute Knight's Radiant traditions from the past, specifically on this subject matter. Uh, and he said, I wasn't trying to drop any bombs about Adolin. However, as I will remain solidly Raffo territory about this in the future. Later, uh, Brandon talked about, like, mental illness in regards to this, like, his mental illness, you know, like... That what is a mental illness to one person is just a part of... To another person, that's just a part of who they are. Right. Uh, and, and Brandon just said... And in that context, I like Adolin being Raffo. I believe that using the text, there are multiple directions one could go in discussing him. Thanks, Brandon. Love it. And the Adolin <laughs> discussions, always very calm. Yep. <laughs> and I do mean that sarcastically. But <laughs> I, I, I do. I, character discussion is very important. But uh, some people do get a little too heated about Adolin, I would say. Mm-hmm. So to round out the podcast... Oh, yeah. Discussing words. Another set of future books. Those short stories on Trinity and First of the Sun. Will we have full books for these? Brandon, unlikely. Trinity, yes. It's likely that you'll see a Trinity book. That's not a 100% promise, though. A Trinity book would not be about silence or anything. Trinity's been a place I've wanted to do a book about for many years. And there's a group that's important in the Cosmere that it'd be nice to have had a book about. But this comes down to where does my time end up getting spent? Six of the Dusk, it's unlikely. Will we at least get some short fiction about it then? Brandon, that is possible, but no promises. Yes, Threnody book! Yes, I'm pumped! About a group that's important later in the Cosmere, whatever that means. What does that even mean? Um, Could be as simple as the Shades, honestly. (laughs) <laughs> the next secret organization on Rochar. They're all <laughs> shades. <laughs> yep. The Important feeling I'm getting is it, it can't adversaries. be. Adversaries. Because like we do like deal with the shades in silence. Yeah. Yeah. Shadows for yeah. a second. Yeah. yeah, we're we're gonna Yeah, this is gonna be about the evil. Yeah. What's what's that about? But mm-hmm. like, oh, man, I wanna know what happened on that homeland. I really do. I, I don't don't really it's care a about it's what a happened. it's a very odd world super weird because because yeah. brandon has said that the shades are not ordinary cognitive shadows there is more going on there yeah naz yeah. thinks they're they're not from... as aware as other cognitive shadows yeah, yeah. very true they're, they're also weird. very visible in the physical world yeah, yeah. <laughs> super weird uh if you asked me do you want threnody or First of the sun stuff, uh, we all I mean, know what you would answer to me is obviously Threnody. Easy. And to be honest, there's a lot more questions to, that need to be answered on Threnody than on First of the Sun. Yeah, it's. I'd be happy with another First of the Sun novella, which he has outlined, yeah. but yeah. I don't think it needs a full novel like Threnody does. Yeah. yeah. Threnody but, could 
be a book. I do think Six of the Dusk really demands a sequel. Like, I really think it would be stronger as a story if there was a sequel. I just want to know more about Padgy Man. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, yeah. all the, the weird Padgy stuff that we learned recently is of great interest. I, yeah. I care much more about Padgy than I do about Sixth. Yes. Yes, yeah. indeed. For sure, yeah. Great. Well, uh, hopefully you enjoyed these uh, words of Brandon quite a lot. Uh, that was said here, uh, and, you know, hopefully you know more about Aiden Alcium's opposition, so we got a little kind of mini-podcast about that in here, too, so. Yeah. You can go on Arcanum and read all of these for yourself. That's right. Uh, and you can always, when there's a new signing, you can always help transcribe as well. So, mm -hmm. uh, hit us up on Discord, uh, yeah, uh, for that. So you know what time it is, guys. It's time for... Who's that Cosmere character? Who's that Cosmere character? Okay. So, you send in your emails to who's that Cosmere character at gmail.com with five clues and an answer, and I will read the clues to our contestants, and they get one guest per clue on who the character is. And so we might make fun of you. Because of your clues. So this first one was sent in by Supreme King Zark. So, oh, is wow. he Mister Conqueror? <laughs> <laughs> so this first clue is: this character is a scholar. Jasna. No. Yes. Well, sometimes you gotta hit the the obvious ones. Wait, right? what did you or say? Yastis or Jastis, uh, Ellen's friend. No. Yeah. It, I think J's are J's on Scatter. Yeah, I the Yasna. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Tindwell. No. Two. This character has lived a long time. Oh, great! Axis the Collector. Yes. It uh, is Axis the Collector. I, I was gonna guess uh, Arclo. Oh, I guess he's not really. I thought scholar. one I of you might have guessed like one of the five scholars, but no. Oh, I keep yeah, trying to true. guess we the um, the two scholars that talk about Spren and the quantum effects. Oh yeah, of, uh, of Spren. Like I, I've been trying to guess those two for multiple episodes, <laughs> and the clues never line up. <laughs> the stars don't align for you. <laughs> what were the other clues? Okay, the other clues were three in um, number. This character lives on Roshar. This character has been to prison, and this character is an Amian. Oh. I, I, I do like, I, I will just say, even though we got that quickly, I do like the structure of that, yeah. that it got very focused, mm -hmm. and, like, I, I do like these to actually be answerable, rather than five very esoteric yeah. clues. Yes. Yeah. Also, Vasher would have worked for yeah. the first four. Yeah, I thought you were going. Like I, I, I thought I thought you guys would get that like second or third, but I thought you were going to yeah. guess Vasher first. So yeah, um, actually, it's a collector was on my mind. Hmm. Well, lucky you. <laughs> yeah. Great. All right. This next one was sent in by Sayolin on the shores. Cool. Good, Good Elaine's character name. Clue number one. This character is described as trying to appear older than his or her age. 
Hoid? <laughs> no. Appearing older than their age. Trying to appear. Oh, trying. Oh, man. Oh, I have a good idea. Ooh. I want to start guessing shards, but that's a, that's a dangerous thing because it's like, yeah. No, I don't I feel like it's not going to be that. Um, huh. Older than they appear. Oh, is this going to be one of those court of God things again? <laughs> I don't. I don't think anyone there was trying to appear older. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Like this. This smells like a somebody in disguise, right? Oh, okay, sure. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I don't know if I have a guess. I don't have a good list of people. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not coming up with anything either. To be older than they appear. Do you want me to give you guys the next clue? I do, yeah. 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 Okay. Clue two. This character has been a religious leader for 15 years. Hope finder. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 15 years. That's very specific. That is awfully specific. Is it Hraithan? Oh! Wait, no, 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 no. No, it's the guy who was, uh... No, it's the leader of the Karathi church in, uh, in Elantris. Do you have a name? Ah, oh, wasn't it? It was something very similar to Salen, wasn't it? I don't know. It, it started with, it definitely, no, 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 it's Sinalon, I think? Yes. Yeah. Oh, the yeah. super, oh. the extravagant, yeah. flamboyant, yeah. The yeah. Karathi See? patriarch. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <clears throat> oh, I feel good wow. about that. So, the other clues are, this character's long blonde hair has been described mm, yeah, as yeah, pretty yeah. enough to make a woman jealous. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Um, this character was appointed at a young age to counter the appointment of young men yep. as head, a young man as head of a rival religion, and this wearing. character resides in Teod. Yeah, oh. So, oh, I was, was thinking good. of the um, young returned Returned as like a yeah. two-year-old. I think he was the answer to a different. <laughs> Probably, <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah. But uh, I knew that guy's name started with an S, and it's like, oh man, I fifteen years. Oh yeah, he he did want to like look look older. Oh, that was good. You know what my favorite part about this though is? Is that the first time we recorded, we got totally stumped, and no one's ever gonna use that. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry. What was for- the what was the 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 stumpy character? Uh, it was Miss Mrs. Grimes. Grimes. Yeah. Mrs. Who? Miss Grimes. Grimes. Exactly. She's a housekeeper a in waxes for wax, I think. Yeah. yeah, it was, yeah. Wow. But I mean, no one ever hears this because it, it doesn't exist anymore. Because it, it never happened. Yeah, that's right. But it, <laughs> I, I am unfortunately sad, though, because I feel like our original episode was funnier. Uh, probably. Guys, missed a part where uh ben needed to leave to help his fiance deal with a frog true story battle not battle a frog that's right i'm not making that up there was a frog in his apartment also we got to fit at least two avengers references into that one which we did not do here and i don't remember what they were so i don't know sorry that is sad okay mr sarcastic pants mr sarcastic 
Wait, no, I was I was legitimately saddened by the oh, lack of additional okay. references and puns. Can I call you Mr. Sarcastapants anyway, though? I, I'm confident you have the ability to. <laughs> All right. Well, with that, guys, find us on 17chart.com for all of your news about Brandon's works, discussion, talk about characters, talk about theories, talk about whatever you want. There's also games and fun. And you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, SoundCloud. You can leave us a review on iTunes, and we will see you all next time. Well, we won't literally see you. You'll you'll hear us next <laughs> look, time. No, well, no. Look, we will we see will. your comments. We will see your comments. Comment below. We love comments. Please do. Do Do you guys not have cameras in the houses of our listeners? No. <laughs> I, I spent all my money on this lighting setup that hasn't been used for video <laughs> podcasts yet. Uh, and paying for your various cast members' microphones. I haven't had time to buy cameras wait, to wait, put in everyone's apartment. microphones okay. bought for you? Some. Rarely. <laughs> it's like, I paid for mine myself. What is uh, this? Well, I, I was more outro. generous until the costs racked up. <laughs> and you were spiked later, so there. Anyway, we should say bye now. Yes. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Call.